Hi, Johnny back again. Second week in February, I tell you what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the property market and specifically the lack of property that is on the market at the moment. It is absolutely bonkers. I put something on Instagram today, do lally. That's the way the market is at the moment. It just seems to me to be completely do lally. Listen, I've been in the game 25, 26 years, and I've not seen quite anything like this. It is just, I I just, I understand why it's happening, okay? I understand that there is a lack of stock out there, but for goodness sake, the purchasers just seem to be, I just don't think that they're playing a sensible game. If you're a first-time buyer in a market such as this, why would you want to be paying 10, 15, 20,000 pounds over the home report value? Fair enough, I understand that if you have to buy, you have to buy and you're in the market because you're, you've sold. But even then, you might even want to start thinking about renting because the market has to, surely to goodness, the market has to calm down. There will be more stock coming onto the market in March and April. We'll get through this lockdown but what is going to happen with the market people are on furlough we don't know what's going to happen with the economy and time and time again I'm seeing people just bidding daft money for property that is just it's not worth it case in point Property on the south side, marketed by my good friends at Corum. Home report at 225, okay? Nice two-bedder, think it's got a dining kitchen. First time it's on is Sunday, I think. So Sunday, first time for viewers. Client phones me up. Can we note an interest? Wants to put an offer in. So I... Say to him, listen, it's maybe a little bit early for this, but let's just see how we go. Phone up Corum. Now this is, I think it was about 11 o'clock in the morning. Nine notes of interest. Nine bloody notes of interest. It's it's the day after the property has gone for viewings. And by the end of that day, not only had they told me there's going to a closing date on Thursday, but they've now told me there's 13 other buggers who want to try and buy the property. It's going to go 250. I mean, it's just crazy. There'll be, there'll be a kitchen sinker in there who wants to try and just blow everybody away. So I think, I tell you what, if I, if I end up wanting to sell a property, I tell you what, I'm, I'm selling it January and February. I'm getting it on the market 1st of January and I'm just going to take a punt at it. But I've never seen anything like it. it there is a madness a madness in the market at the moment that I've just not seen before. But it's not, I tell you what, the, well, the other madness is is new build. And we're going to talk about um, high rise flats and the issue of, of cladding later on in this episode. We're also going to talk about uh, limited companies and whether or not you should be going limited company buy to let or indeed just sticking uh, with 
your own individual as buying the buy to let. And then we'll talk a little bit about plans and where we're going with the business. But listen, let's circle back round to the city centre. So I think if you're selling a property in the city centre and it's a high rise block, there's a double whammy here. And the double whammy is A, it's in the city centre, which everybody seems to be making a beeline out of the city centre because they want more space and they want a piece of garden ground. But the double whammy is that we're now starting to see um, articles. We're now starting to see television reports. We're now starting to see radio commentary on the issues that are affecting cladding. And obviously, if you've got a property that is affected by the cladding situation, you will know all about this. Down in England, stories are coming out where I believe that the insurance premiums are starting to ratchet up. We're talking here where insurers are now saying that they're refusing to insure buildings. We are seeing situations where the owners of the properties through the factors are having to employ fire wardens in order to get the insurance and the owners of the properties are going to end up having to pay for fire wardens. So they are employing somebody 24-7 to walk around the building in case that there is another fire. And then you've got the hundred million pounds that the government have got, the Scottish government have got, and is just lying there waiting to be utilised. And my guess is that it can't be utilised until the stakeholders being the owners, the builders and the insurers knock their heads together and come up with some sort of agreement on liability. Because I think everybody's going to have to share the pain with regards to sorting this mess out and I don't think a hundred million pounds is probably going to be enough because if it was going to be enough then the hundred million pounds would already start to be used but it can't be used if it's not enough because it can't be agreed that it's done on a first come first served basis so I think that that story has got a long long time to run I've done a blog today with a video at attaching to that. So go onto the website, www.bricksandmortarmortgages, and you can have a look at that and a little bit more in depth. So that is just a, a quick resume of the issues with regards to EWS1 forms. You can buy a property um, as long as it's got an EWS1 form and you need, obviously, the EWS1 form to sell a property. The issues I think that you face with the EWS1 form is that there are only so many people who are have got the ability to be able to grant one of these. So you need to have qualifications to be able to issue an EWS1 form. Worryingly, there has started to become a trend of forged EWS1 forms or, or fraudulently uh, EWS1 forms, you know, that's a big, big concern. So if you're a seller, just make sure that you go to a reputable, um, a reputable fire safety. You need to make sure that, that you get that. This, this, it's a chartered fire engineer is what you're wanting. They need to be insured and they need to be qualified. So it's a chartered fire engineer. And from a purchaser's perspective, you need to understand that this is only going to last for five years, the EWS1 form. So you're going to have to, in five years' time, 
it's it's the onus is going to be down to you to make sure that you get a new EWS1 form. And the concern, obviously, is is that well, you hope that the legislation isn't going to change because you're the one that's going to be, as it were, left holding the baby. And that would potentially mean higher buildings insurance costs, etc. So if you're buying a new build in the city centre, you need to be aware of what the, the potential issues are. You need to to tread cautiously and for goodness sake don't give yourself an early date of entry because what's happening is that the lenders once they see the EWS1 form once you get an EWS1 form it will be graded okay and then it will be up to the underwriters at the lenders to decide whether or not they're going to lend on what the EWS1 form says and they're ultimately not making the decision they're then papping it off to their insurers so we're dealing with NatWest at the moment and they haven't made a decision because they've not heard anything back from legal in general. Everybody has got timelines on which they can respond to inquiries. And so the more third parties that are involved in making a decision, then the longer the whole process is is going to be with regards to getting the actual mortgage offer. So again, Tread carefully, be cautious, understand the five years and also make sure that you don't have an early date of entry. So that's the market. The market in new builds in the city centre is certainly nowhere near what it is everywhere else because I think everybody's wanting to move out of the city centre and what we're certainly finding is that stuff is, is struggling to meet home report if you as a purchase as a purchaser what you're looking for is you're looking for the double whammy which is a motivated seller okay and the property has been on the market for a long period of time so if you can get those two and marry those together then potentially you're going to get a situation where you're going to be able to pick the property up at under home report value and we've done that we've done very successful in doing that over the last couple of weeks. Second topic I want to talk about is buy to lets. Again, it's our niche at Bricks and Mortar Mortgages. We do a lot of help with buy to let. I've got half a dozen buy to lets myself, skin in the game. We're whole of market and I've got the legal expertise gained over 25 years. So I tick a lot of boxes for a lot of our clients on the buy to let and the it constantly it is we're we're dealing with clients who have got an idea as to what their end game is but really are potentially looking at going down the limited company route purely because of the tax savings it's not if you go and speak to any accountant it's not about purely to do with the tax you need to understand the additional costs you need to understand whether or not it's something that is going to work for you because there are tax implications if you take the money out. There are tax implications if you have if you don't take the, the money out, obviously you're only going to be charged on the profits. But then if you take your money out 
from the profits, then again, you're going to have a tax consequence as far as that is concerned. Listen, I'm not the numbers guy, okay? I'm not your accountant. So for goodness sake, before you decide to do anything as to whether or not it's individual buy-to-let or it's limited company buy-to-let, the first person you should be speaking to is your accountant. And I do say to clients who come and speak to me, I say, listen, what's your plan? Because you need to have a plan. Why are you getting into this? Is it for a pension play? Is it for uh, making more money? Is it an income play? Or is it just purely a case of flipping? You need to get that right from starters from the get-go. And then the next thing you need to do is go off, see your accountant and make sure that you understand what the tax consequences are of doing everything. Limited company for some people is great because it gives a flexibility as far as ownership is concerned. You can easily bring people into the company by giving them a shareholding. You could sell the company and avoid various taxes with regards to that. Tax treatment is certainly for some people, it's a no brainer with regards to the tax treatment. But again, it doesn't suit everybody. And I think if you go and talk to accountants, the figure I've been given is that you need to be looking at before it actually makes financial sense. You need to be looking at purchasing six or seven and also clearly be a higher rate taxpayer. So there's lots of things to consider here. We've got and had a couple of transactions recently where we've got individuals who own property that is in their sole name. And what they want to do is they want to transfer that into the limited company name. That has its own complications. You've got to look at instructing two sets of solicitors. It needs to be an arm's length action. And also what you're probably going to, to end up looking for is a situation where you've got CGT, you'll you'll certainly have additional dwelling house sub ADS, additional dwelling supplement, um, and you'll have the accountancy fees as well. So there's so many things to think about. And again, it's not purely all to do with the tax side of things. So go and speak to the accountant. They are the people who are going to help you out undoubtedly. So that's the, the buy-to-let side of things. Quick one on the mortgages. Buy-to-let mortgages, Santander buy-to-let are looking good at 2.34%. I've just done the monthly video in connection with mortgages for February. And where we're sitting with buy-to-let is that Santander 2.34, I think it was, was the best two-year fixed rate on interest only. Birmingham Midshires for months have not been anywhere close as far as being in the top five, but they're they're bubbling at around about 2.88. Uh, so I think they're sort of second in the list. And then you've got TSB with regards to two-year buy-to-lets. As far as the limited company is concerned, Paragon have been knocked off their perch. They are now trading uh, below on the buy-to-let limited companies. Precise have taken their place as the best option. But again, you're looking probably about four or five lenders uh, between the mortgage works, Precise, the mortgage lender, Aldermore, Paragon and Kensington. You're probably going to end up having to pay an arrangement fee to get a decent rate. That rate, I think, is 3.79% 
that was being offered by Precise. Again, you're looking at a pretty hefty arrangement fee. In order to avoid the arrangement fee, you've got to go down to someone like Kensington who are charging it out at 4.1%, I think. So it's quite hefty, the increase if you're not wanting to pay an arrangement fee. And I guess that will be very much down financially to the value of the property. So the more expensive the property, then the more likely it is that you'll want to do the arrangement fee. The less you're borrowing, then it may well be that you want to avoid paying the arrangement fee and just going for the higher arrangement fee. Again, the other thing to be aware of is make sure you've got your SIC code sorted out. You need your four SIC codes. That's really important. There's not too many lenders who will look at you as a limited company where you don't have the right SIC codes. We've got a case at the moment where, in fact, we've gone to the lender where we've got SIC codes, which are the incorrect SIC codes. We have advised the client that they need to change the SIC codes. They've now changed the SIC codes and we're going back to the lender to see whether or not we can uh, get them to agree now to lend on the basis that it was an error by our client to put in the wrong SIC codes. We've told him the error of his ways and he's now changed that and we're just waiting to hear back from the lenders as to whether or not that's going to be successful. So we'll come back to you just to confirm what the position is there because for many of you out there, I guess, limited companies, you want to get into a limited company buy to let and the last thing you want to hear is that you're not going to be able to do that because you made an initial mistake because you got the wrong SIC codes. So we'll come back to you and tell you and give you an update as to how matters are progressing on that front. Just before I talk about the plans as to, I'll give you a bit of an insight background as to, to what we're trying to do at Bricks and Mortar this year, what I want to talk about is two and five year fixed rates. So two and five year fixed rates, what generally happens in the market is that a two year fixed rate is probably the a cheaper option than a five year fixed rate. When there is movement in the interest market, then what you tend to find is that the more likelihood of there being a change in the interest rates, then you'll find that the two and five year fixed rates get wider. So the five year fixed rates become more expensive. The situation we're finding at the moment, and I've never seen this before, but some five year deals are in fact better than the two year deals. So again, when you're going to go and look at a mortgage and go and speak to a broker, ask them to run figures on two-year fixed rates and also five-year fixed rate. You might find that the five-year fixed rate is financially a better option for you. But again, what you need to be careful of here is that are you honestly going to be staying in the property for that period of time? Because if you're not going to be staying in the property for that length of time, then you're going to potentially suffer an early redemption penalty when you move or you can port the mortgage. But I'm never a big fan about porting the mortgage because as far as I'm concerned, you're just kicking the can down the road and you're more likely to end up being a mortgage prisoner with that lender because if you've got one mortgage with two products which are finishing at different times, then you'll never equalise a 
and you'll either have to go on to the standard variable rate for a period to catch up or you'll end up eventually having to pay an early redemption penalty to move away from that lender. So not a big fan of the porting. It can work in some circumstances, but not a big fan of, of the porting. But there you go, that's two and five years. We'll keep monitoring that on a month-to-month -month basis. Finally, let's talk to you about the plans. Bricks and mortar, we're sort of a bit, I guess, in an expansion role at the moment. Where we're finding ourselves is that we have doubled the leads that are coming into the office. We've taken on Amy to help with the paraplanner side of things. Catherine has stepped up to the mark as far as advisor is concerned and doing a great job there. And we are looking for additional premises, probably south side. So any of you who are friends of the show, who uh, maybe have some premises out there on the south side, ideally we were looking at somewhere at Clarkston. Somewhere on the roundabout at Clarkston was going to be ideal. We had identified one property, but unfortunately by the time we had gone to look at it, it was already under offer. We are, as I think probably south side is where we want to look at. Ideally, we're looking at something that has got a, a little bit of presence. And by that, what I mean is it's a corner site. I know these are probably like hen's teeth, but a corner site somewhere on the south side is what we want to try and get. I really, I'm not a big fan as far as renting is concerned, but it may well be that we will need to rent initially. I'd rather try and buy something and then rent it back to the limited company. But again, it's more important, I guess, to get something and see how we start trading over there on the south side. Exciting times. There's no doubt about that. Ultimately, I've been doing my coaching and uh, really where we want to try and get to is to increase the turnover to a million and end up having 10 advisors. I think that's achievable. I think that's achievable over a 10 year period. And I'm just putting it out there to see if that is is achievable. Probably the first time I've actually said that to anybody that uh, that's really what I want to do. But those are the plans. Uh, turnover at the moment, we are trying to get to about 100. And, well, I want to try and get to 200 grand as far as the turnover this year is concerned. I think we'll be working damned hard to, to get the turnover up there and uh, really what we're looking for is to act for and help 200 people this year that's would get us pretty close to a turnover of 200 grand it's a little bit of a shorter show this one uh, 22 minutes worth been going and uh, i'm just going to sign off here it's just gone sort of quarter to 10 i've been at the videos Go on to the website. We started to do a lot more interactive stuff on the website. There are interactive videos there which will give you updates on the mortgage side of things. And also we're doing blogs which are all entitled Can I Get a Mortgage If? And what we're trying to do is we are trying to answer queries that clients will have as far as the mortgage market is concerned. So we're starting doing that. I'm trying to roll those out on a week to week basis. 
So I'm going to sign off here. Thanks very much for popping in and uh, listening. I'm still going to try and get the coach on. I'm going to speak to him tomorrow morning, in fact, and see whether or not that's something he'd be keen to do. And also we need to speak to somebody about talking to them as far as the video presentation is concerned because there's a lot of stuff that we do in presenting and there's lots of sort of tweaks that you can learn to become better at presenting and there's somebody in mind that I've got and I need to speak to him on Wednesday to see if he'd be happy to come on and do a couple of shows with us. I'm going to sign off here. You know that all you need to do is pick up the phone, call Johnny and start packing. We'll catch you next week.